Welcome to Running Virtually with Just Plain Dave, episode 97, Looking for a Positivity Bias. Well, hello, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave. Want to go for a walk? Me too. The brown dog and I are out for a post-dinner stroll. That's post-doggy dinner and before my dinner. Uh, It is a gloriously sunny blue sky day in April. And today is April 10th, which in my world is one week before Patriot's Day, which is the third Monday in April. A fascinating historical celebration of the beginning of the Revolutionary War and the day we choose to center the running universe around the hub, the hub of the universe, that would be Boston, Massachusetts, with the Boston Marathon. And it is going to be a humdinger. I, I have rarely been excited for the elite field at the race. Like, it's cool. I like to see elite athletes. I like to cheer for them. Um, but with Elliot Kipchoge from Kenya coming, and he's the current world record holder and current or past course record holder at London, Berlin, and Tokyo, I believe, and Olympic gold medalist, and pretty much the greatest, certainly the greatest competitive marathoner now. Like, there may have been some greats that are no longer currently active, uh, but man, Elliot Kipchoge, it's going to be fun to watch him go by. That will be six seconds of joy when I'm standing on the roadside in Wellesley, Massachusetts, about 14 miles from the start. Got a nice little place where I like to hang out. There's an incline, and so the runners are not going at their, like, laser fastest pace as they go by me. Um, I'm just, just far enough from the scream tunnel, which is how runners refer to the joyous cacophony of the Wellesley College students as they cheer for the runners going by. And I've experienced it once, having approached Wellesley College on a sunny, sunny day in April. And it is, like, Scream Tunnel is a great descriptor, description because uh, it sounds like a jet engine. Like, literally, you're approaching this, just this unbelievable noise, and it does not sound natural. It does not sound organic or human. It is this wall of sound. Um, but it is joyful. I, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the marathon. Also, um, this will be my first Patriots Day where I am a, an employee of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, so I get a state holiday. Um, I have frequently attended the marathon, consuming a vacation day, a personal time off day from my, from my day job in the old days. And so I am happy to take a, an actual just straight up holiday. Um, one of those nice perks. What are you going to do? And as actually, I looked at the weather forecast. It's still, you know, eight days out. And uh, oh, those are wind. Those are wind chimey. Uh, eight days out. At the the current forecast so shows temperatures in the 60s with a drizzle, like a light rain, which is actually perfect for the runners. It may not be ideal for uh, spectators. 
But it's not about the spectators, is it? It's about the people running the race. So I, I'm, ex- I'm excited for gray, 62 degrees and sunny uh, and drizzly because that might be a great day for my friends to set some PRs. I believe I'm up to 16 people whose bid numbers I will have on a, on a cheat sheet that I will be tracking along and cheering for and snapping some photos. Uh, and that does not, does not include uh, Elliot Kipchoge. I don't, I don't think I'll need uh, to keep track of his bib number to see him go by. Um, though it will be interesting to see if C.J. Albertson does what he did last year, the year before, when he bolted out to the front and had a couple-minute lead for like the first 20 miles. Um, he, was a, he was a great downhill runner. Finished in the top 10. I think he finished 10th overall, which is great for an American. And uh, God, I'm like... I feel giddy like a school child excited about this race. Um, I hope you are too. Like it's neat to have things like this that we celebrate, right? Like the, some folks really makes them happy to think about World Cup football. And actually I had fun watching the World Cup, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't cost me to lose sleep. I, uh, I enjoyed the camaraderie of that, hanging out in a local public house, a drinking establishment, and watching an afternoon game. Like literally one of the highlights of that tournament was the game between the Netherlands and Argentina. And the entire bar that I was in, for no known reason, like there's no clear reason why one team would have had stronger support than the other, but it got very vocally supportive of the Netherlands. It was just fun. And then Argentina won on penalties. It was a great game, like probably one of the best games of the tournament. But this is not a football podcast. This is a running podcast. So I just had one thought I wanted to share with you. Oh no, two thoughts, three thoughts. I'm up to three. One, the marathon. Already covered that. I'm excited. Nothing more to say. It's just going to be fun to have people in town, visitors from all across the country um, that I will try to connect with. I will, I will rack up a lot of meals with people next weekend. Uh, item number two, the Border Patrol Challenge was such a great adventure this past winter. And I met some fun people that I had never run with before saw some corners of Rhode Island and Connecticut that I had never seen before. I have now, uh, on two different occasions, taken different friends to go for a hike um, on a couple of these trails because they're just stunningly beautiful spots in, in the woods in Connecticut and Rhode Island. And so I feel so lucky. So that was just a random, maybe not random, it was an interesting coincidence that I was at this trail race last November and kind of providing unofficial crew support for a couple of runners. And one of their friends turned out to be the race director for the Border Patrol Challenge. And so, God, you just gotta be open to those opportunities, right? Like, gotta, you gotta have a friendly conversation, have, be willing to say hello and have a chat and let people tell you about the things that they do. And, uh, and just like literally the highlight of my winter, like going and doing these 19 trail runs, 20 if you count the, the big group run we did on the last day, the, the pizza party to celebrate, was uh, supposed to be a no one gets dropped, so we'll go the pace of the slowest runner. And instead, <laughs> the three fastest runners let us out. And so uh, on a very drizzly cold day, I got beat up, beat up by the hard work. It was just a, a, an excellent workout um, <laughs> on a fun day. Um, and then we had... Uh, pizza and beverages and, and hung out in this cool old stone pavilion on the top of a hill um, 
with many of the people of the of the of the hundred people who did the Border Patrol challenge. I bet between forty and fifty were there for this kind of you know quasi unofficial send off. Um, it was good fun. So I think this will be my last mention of the Border Patrol challenge for this year. Definitely something I'll look forward to for next year. So topic one, Boston Marathon. Topic two, Border Patrol Challenge. Topic three, forgive me while I wax philosophic momentarily, but I've been thinking recently, I've had a lot of talks with folks about challenges and injuries and 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 things that things that leave their mark, right? Like you 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 take a tumble, you fall, you cut your knee, and now what's left is a scar, right? And so what's what's left is this reminder. And there are physical scars and there are mental scars. And uh, the more the more you get to know your friends, the more you hear that literally everyone has uh, mental health challenges or family challenges, things things in their world that are that are hard. And uh, God, it feels like all the conversation about around these things is about the scars that they leave, about like this this pain that's there. That's kind of like a reminder that says, ooh, you know, like when you, 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 you hear the lesson of, you know, you can only learn t- that a stove is h- hot by touching it once. Like once you've touched a hot stove, you know that <laughs> you've learned that lesson. Um, and I'm going to brutal- brutalize the Mark Twain quote, which is uh, a, a person can, can learn, a, learn the lesson of swinging a cat by its tail. Only, there's the only one way to learn that lesson. Ah, I've got to look that up. There's a funny, there must be a funnier way that Mark Twain said that. Um, but so there's all these things in life that are kind of leave you with a scar that teaches you a lesson. And it feels to me like humans, people, homo sapiens, we are, we have this negativity bias, right? And this is true in the media, right? Like a, a bad news story creates far more clicks and people forwarding it and sharing it than a good news story. So there's this negativity bias in our psychology. Um, but I feel like that's, that's both external, like kind of a societal social media thing, but it's also internal. We have, we have this uh, loss aversion. So if, if you had $5 in your pocket and it, was, and it was stolen, the loss of that $5 would feel far more, it would be more painful to have lost that than to be walking along the street and find $5 as kind of just a little bonus. Um, so I think it's an example. That's, that's a, poor, a poor illustration, but it is a, a bit of an example of how we have this negativity bias where something that's negative leaves a stronger mark, has a more lasting impact on us than, than positive. And I, I made a decision... I'm not sure when, I'll just say in the last couple of years, but just to kind of look at the world through positive lenses, you know, the old rose-colored glasses, but literally every, every situation that I can, I try to just like think of it from the positive perspective and not, not pay that price. Because the person who's paying the price is me. When I, when I get forced myself into dealing with a negative attitude or a negative situation, it's me feeling that pain and it's self-inflicted this is me causing myself some sort of negative outcome whether that's you know psychological or emotional or even physical um so anyway and, and i think i have talked about this in previous podcasts but you know my goal to 
walk around wherever I am and try to spot little sparks of joy and wonder. And, uh, and in the, here, here walking through my capital city of Providence, Rhode Island, you know, spring is, spring is springing and the gardens are starting to bloom. So this is my first, first year in 26 years that I haven't owned a house with a garden. And so I'm walking past sedum and daylilies and the first little tips of hosta and daffodils and everything's coming up. And so I am appreciating the fact that hundreds and hundreds of homeowners around me <laughs> have gardens that they're tending and have beautiful flowers. And I'm just making up this story that, that these are also my gardens. They're, uh, <laughs> if you put your garden on the sidewalk, I get to appreciate it, even if I don't have to tend that garden. Um, so I do find myself taking photographs of other people's flowers. Hopefully that's not inappropriate. Um, but so then just, just the other day, I'm actually walking by a house right now, and uh, I crossed paths with someone who was out in her garden, and she's now retired, but she's a teacher in my kid's school. And so knew I've known her 20 plus years, maybe 25 years. Um, it's just nice to have this random chat, and it's because I was paying attention to other people's gardens. Uh, and today I was out walking my dog plus two extras because I have a friend I help with. And uh, gosh, taking some pictures. The sky is as blue as I have ever seen it in Rhode Island. It is just stunningly clear and deep and tall. And so I guess my hope for you, my friends, is that as you wander the streets of your town, that you see some sparks of joy and wonder too. Ah, oh, there's a magnolia tree right up here, blooming with little white star-shaped flowers. Absolutely stunning. In fact, it's, it's, this tree has, must be in a sunny spot because it's actually even starting to lose its petals. So even though many, many of the flowering fruit trees and flowering trees around here haven't even bloomed, this one, this one is at its peak and kind of starting to lose those petals. So, yeah, just trying to find those sparks of joy. And once you, once you start looking, you'll notice that they're out there. Like, you don't, you don't actually have to try that hard. Um, but you have to be open to it, right? It's kind of like my experience with the Border Patrol Challenge. If you're open to the conversation and you have a friendly chat, you might learn something that will add joy to your day. And, uh, and that's how I feel today, walking around on a 70 degree afternoon with blue sky and sunshine with the best four-legged sidekick a Just Plain Dave could ask for. So that's my update for today, my update for the beginning of April. And if I see anything magical at the Boston Marathon, I promise to come back and tell you about it. So from the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island, this is Just Plain Dave. Happy trails, my friends. And if you have a chance, you should take a brown dog for a walk.